Welcome to episode 34 of The Ball Run, the in-house podcast for snooker professional Stuart Bingham. This content is sponsored by Q Creator, the experts in bespoke Q design. It's a show in which I, sports journalist James Colasanti, ask the man nicknamed Ball Run about recent results and life on tour. Good morning, mate. How are you today? You're down there at, uh, at uh, Lakeside uh, having a little shop, I understand, yeah? Yeah, I'm braving the shots with the missus and the little one, and uh, yeah, I'm just about to uh, get covered up, face covering, and then uh, head yeah, head into the shops. Yeah, yeah, whenever I've been, it's still a pain, isn't it, a face mask? It makes your shopping trip, like, I want to get outside gasping for air, isn't it? But um, Exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean, you might save some money that way, <laughs> you never know if you've all got to get out, but... Um, well, listen, I mean, obviously this will be a show dedicated to reflecting on uh, your brilliant run to the semi-finals of this year's World Championship. Um, but before we get into that, um, tell me a little bit about the latest update to your growing tattoo collection. Uh, I, saw, I saw the pic you posted yesterday. You sat in the chair with Paul at uh, Brothers in Arts Tattoo Studio, uh, and it's to complete an image uh, featuring, featuring your kids. Um, how pleased are you with the final version? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, I've got one more sitting uh, next Wednesday. Uh, and then that should be my whole sleeve done. So, uh, yeah, very painful yesterday under the yeah. arm. And, uh, yeah, like from the off, it was, it was, uh, in, normally it's sort of, uh, it's normally not too bad, but, uh, I got through it. I was just thinking of my wife, Michelle, and, and the pain sort of seemed to go away. But, uh... <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> so what is it on the, on the fleshy bit, like from your wrist up to, to your elbow? Is it kind of that area we're talking about? Yeah? No, no, under the arm, like your sort of tricep area. Oh, I see. Right, I was round there. Oh, blimey. Yeah, man. that's like it's meant to be pretty painful, in it. Yeah, it was. Little bit I, I can simply say, yeah. I won't if I have, if I have my other arm done, I won't be having it under there. Okay. On a scale of not painful to being in a tactical battle with Mark Selby, what 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 was the pain like? <laughs> um, a nine. <laughs> okay. Well, listen. I'll leave a link to the Facebook page uh, of the Brothers in Arts Tattoo Studio with the show notes. Please do check that out if you need to get some really decent top draw ink done. Um, okay, let's talk about the snooker. Uh, it was another tournament which did nothing good for my nerves or irritable bowel again, uh, but it was a, a huge success for you overall, as um, including the two qualifiers, you took part in six matches against some top players uh, before an exit to uh, eventual champion Mark Selby by a two-frame deficit in the last four. Um, now, I'm still haunted by you trying to drop onto the front of that sodding green on the bulk cushion um, after a, a brilliant tactical exchange with, with Mark. Um, but it's been a few days now, so so how do you reflect on the tournament overall? Uh, tournament overall, uh, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, just to get to that one table set up, uh, sort of reliving the dreams, obviously, of 2015 was uh, was unbelievable feeling. And uh, having, obviously, the sort of 75% of the crowd back was... Uh, just a special uh they i think they made this tournament so it, it was good to have them back if you had to pick um one or two uh moments as personal highlights from the crucible this year what would you go for um most probably um obviously the, the clearance against ding yeah. um obviously after missing the red with the ball with white ball in hand uh i thought that was me done so yeah. uh so obviously, to finally get to the semis off of off of that, then uh, I would have obviously snatched someone's hand off if mm. they had have said that. But uh, obviously, the clearance—I I don't know where that comes from. Mm. And then obviously, same again against um, Anthony McGill. Yeah. Um, sort of, Mopri got a bit lucky. 
maybe probably a bit unlucky at 12-9 went in the reds and didn't land on nothing and then it happened to him at 12 all we, he went in a pack off the brown and the white just stuck and uh, a couple of shots later I, I had a chance and made obviously a, a good hundred in a in decider so uh, there, there's it, especially the two highlights Mm-hmm. Now the commentators kept making mention of the fact you know you were a qualifier, but everybody knows you were just the ultimate dangerous qualifier, you know. And but you went into it, match sort of sharp and all that. But in terms of the, the qualifying aspect, did it feel a little bit like a kind of free hit, or did you just feel normal? You know, what sort of impact did that have on you on you in the tournament? Do you think? No, I'd say it definitely helped me yeah. um, having them two matches. Obviously, got confidence going back into the Crucible. Um, and and having sort of that match sharpness literally only three or four days before I played, um, I'm everyone knows I'm one of these players that love playing and mm. and just to have that match under that match conditions to be that sharp. Um, obviously, I went into Crucible with obviously a lot of confidence. And uh, normally, you obviously don't do that. You normally try and try and find your game in the first round, being a sort of a top sixteen. And uh, mm. obviously, so with, with two matches under my belt, I, I feel confident. Now, I've got to make mention of you being pulled off the table at uh, Nine with Ding for, for three hours before um, playing the deciding frame. And then again, something very similar that, near the death with Selby in, in the semi at 16-15. Um, now, you know, I guess it's just another sort of shit sandwich served up by COVID. Um, but how did you feel about it at the time and, and, and have you made your peace with it all now? Um, yeah, pulled off at, at Ding. Obviously, I, I, I weren't ready for that. Um, yeah. I went at all at 9-8 and then... I heard uh, Mike Ganley's haunt official come out and said this will be the last frame. Mm. Uh, obviously, I didn't know that. So when Yamba House sort of said, that's it, boys, you've got to come back late. And I thought, well, you're joking. Mm. Uh, I thought, actually, I thought the session, next session started at half seven because at the qualifiers, the evening session was 7.30 and mm. it was about 20 past six. Mm. And I'm like, we've got loads of time. Mm. And uh, he said, no, session starts at seven. So I'm like, all oh, right, I understand, but uh, yeah, obviously, it's not never nice being pulled off, especially at nine all in, yeah. in at the Crucible, and then obviously same happened. Um, obviously, in the semi-final, where uh, obviously the match sort of was drawn out a bit. Obviously, a, a good sort of tactical safety play, mm. um, and uh, yeah, obviously, at, at, was it sixteen fourteen? I've made like an unbelievable clearance mm. to go sixteen fifteen and. Obviously, I'd have loved to have kept on. Um, that had been obviously fresh in Mark's, Mark's head sort of thing. And uh, I think I'd have maybe, you never know, I might have kicked on from that. You don't know. But uh, obviously, we had, I think it was a couple of hours off. Uh, luckily for us that obviously Sean won the last five frames of the match. And uh, we got on obviously a lot earlier than I expected. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so just to take it on the chin, really. I say it's always buts and maybes, isn't it? But I guess I best it's you know there's nothing you can do about it. It was just one of those things, right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, to look back, um, obviously after the match with Mark, uh, obviously look back at the interview and things like that. I, I felt a bit sort of a bit ashamed of myself. Um, but then there's sort of one or two things that that happened. Hmm. Obviously, I come off the match. I was obviously distraught. Guide, uh, they probably don't even sort of make the words right. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, straight away you're, you're pushed into an interview, uh, and the media they've got to try and do their job. So 
Yeah. First off, I sort of said, well played, Mark. He'd he done a number on me today. He played better. And that's it. And then Rob Walker sort of then entices, well, like he grinds you down. He's slow play. So they're sort of edging you to say mm-hmm. other things. And uh, yeah. And then I said, well, obviously it's the same player that it obviously we get pulled off. It was a long old frame and uh, and and things like that. And then obviously the last thing he said, do you think it's gamesmanship? So obviously I, I, I mentioned the word gamesmanship and say I, I feel a bit gutted saying that. It, mm-hmm. Obviously it does make me look to be a bit of a sore loser, but uh, sort of it, that's, that's down to the media putting words in your mouth. Yeah. And uh, so I'm glad I said that. It, so it, it was an unbelievable game to be involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, fair play to Mark. He, he done what he needed to do to win and uh, obviously hats off to him to uh, be obviously a, a full four-time world champion now but obviously just what happened at the end I was like going into that interview I was, was obviously a bit fuming yeah. with how the match ended I, I, I thought Mark was a little bit out of order celebrating before yeah. he potted match ball um, I thought we had, I thought we had a bit more respect for each other um, and, and some of the antics when he flipped the ball and he sort of made a, like, a nice little play that he, he thought he, he's the first bit of luck he's had in a match and yeah. things like that was going through the match and uh, obviously it was just sort of probably rhyme me up and, and say what happened at the end I, I just thought it was a bit out of order yeah. um, and obviously from there he's obviously turned around to me and I couldn't wish him luck I, I, I was fuming sort of the way, the way the match ended so yeah. um, but as I say Hats off to him again. He's a four-time world champion. He's he's one of the best players in the game at the moment, yeah. and uh, he's done a number on me, and and that's what winners do. Absolutely, it's tough that um, after you know uh, snooker or any sporting event. I know footballers get this a lot with with the microphone in your face. I mean, you practically still got you know uh, the adrenaline going and the emotion, and you're trying to kind of work it out for yourself. There's no time for you to. To sit down and think and reflect on it all and gather your thoughts, is there? You just, you know, you've got it all rushing through you, and then, and then all of a sudden you've got to talk about it, and it's a difficult thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. So obviously you've got loads of things going through your head. You sort of thinking in a match, and say obviously for me, it, sort of what what happened at the end was, was sort of like nailing the coffin, and uh, yeah. straight away that, that obviously the media are trying to entice words out of you to make sort of spy things up in a. Yeah. Um, in, obviously in the media and, and in the press and everything to obviously try and sell papers or yeah. trying to get hits on websites so yeah. they're doing their job And but like you say it'd be nice to have a sort of half an hour an hour to think about the match and uh, go from there but obviously yeah. they're there to do a job and, and that's it and yeah and they sell papers sort of thing absolutely and as a media professional I can comment on that I know exactly how it works you know they're waiting for the sound bite and once they get that word and if it fits the narrative and the headline or whatever it is you know that that's just how it comes together really so no you're yep. exactly right that is just you know the game is rigged in that way but hey ho um, but listen, you mentioned the crowd. Uh, they were back in force at the Crucible, and uh, that was so good to see. Um, first of all, who came up to see you at different stages this year? Let's give a, let's give a name check to some of Team Bingham. Uh, who came along? Um, obviously, Gary Filtness, yeah. uh, my coach. Obviously, Gary Perkis, my manager. Mm. Steve, a.k.a. Peter Ward. Yeah. Um, and uh, Cav, a uh, good friend, obviously, that... That was there when when I won it in 2015. So um, yeah, that was that was more or less the team mm. from the off, and uh, obviously kept there all the way through. So um, 
yeah, it was good. It was good to have people there for a change. And the family Sometimes too. The family too uh, popping up. No, they didn't get a chance. No. Obviously, with the kids at school, right. Michelle. Michelle was sort of going to go up. Yeah. Um, hopefully for the final. We like we little things like that. We was having a bit of banter in the practice room. Me and Mark and uh, yeah. Mark said, "Oh, is Michelle coming up?" And I said, "Yeah, she's coming up for the final." Mm. And uh, <laughs> right, made, yeah. made made a bit of laugh. And then and then he's gone. What? Is she coming up and watch me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, good so, shout. Yeah, sort yeah. of like little things like that. It's sort of uh, obviously respect for each other and, and say the way it, sort of the match finished. Yeah. That sort of put a bit of sour sour taste in I think for that, the match. That anecdote you just told then sets the context for you know how you all regard each other as as uh, friends, men, and and fellow professional sort of thing. You know, it's just how it is. It's like all our lives, isn't it? You know, it's it's not a straight line. You know, you're not always getting on, and you know, always see eye to eye. Yeah, you're just people with emotions and opinions, aren't you? Really? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's say yeah. like obviously. Um, I've always been sort of told from the off that you sort of shake their per- shake the players' hand if you win or lose, yeah. um, and then you can celebrate. Mm. And uh, that's what I do. Obviously, the match with Ding was an unbelievable match, and mm. I shook his hand and then celebrated. Same with Anthony McGill. Yeah. Same with um, uh, Jamie Jones. So mm. um, I've always been told that. So that's how I think things yeah. should be. Obviously, everyone's different. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Just on the crowd, I mean, you you mentioned already. You know, how much did you enjoy having that bit of atmosphere back during the matches? Um, and again, you mentioned I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing you interacting with the crowd uh, at different stages. And do do you think them being back in terms of you really helped your game sort of personally? Yeah, I've always um, I've always sort of thought that if I can play with a smile on my face, then my game my good game comes out. So um, especially getting the crowd involved and and they sort of like sort of starts sort of turning on your side sort of thing Um, and then they love obviously drama and and obviously good matches good breaks and things Mm. like that and it was yeah it was just everything was clicking together and uh, it was uh, an unbelievable feeling getting them back and uh, obviously hopefully they're all all, I think they've all got a test positive uh, sorry negative Um, so it all helps the government and uh and, and so sort of, uh, being a pilot event, they all can go from there. So yeah, um, yeah sort of it, yeah, that, that sort of that made my world championship having a crowd there definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Now, as usual, can you give me uh, my um, idiot's guide as to what this means for you in terms of rankings heading into next season? Um, I see from the from the World Snooker Tour information that you've moved up from pre-tournament eighteenth to fifteenth, um, and heading back to I'm guessing where you really want to be, right? Yeah. Um, it's obviously when I beat Ding, that got me back into the sixteen. Uh, I think that pushed me to, I think that pushed me to sixteen. Um, and then obviously beating Anthony McGill, I, I jumped above him as well. So, um, but what it does, it, it obviously say after winning the first match, I think I was on thirty thousand points. Um, obviously at the end, I got hundred thousand points. So that that's really pushed me into the. So the 16, it sort of cemented me, hopefully, for the at least for the first half of the season, if not the full season sort of thing. Good. So, um, yeah, and and where I've had maybe probably not a great last two years, um, I can maybe probably only go one way and that's up. So, um, so yeah, it, it, it's all looking look, looking good for the future. 
Yeah, I think you've mentioned before it was the China thing, wasn't it? Particularly in the season just gone, uh, you know, in the in the way this all sort of padded out that, that hit you hard in terms of the rankings and stuff. But um, I guess it's just you know the way the, the kind of cards are fallen really, and hopefully with a more normal season next next year, you can, as you say, you can sort of head back in the right direction, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a it looks like I, I we had an email yesterday saying the season starts on the fourth of July, right? So, and that's like the Championship League format. Mm. So, uh, um, yeah, hopefully there's obviously a, a few more added to that, mm. um, the calendar we got. So, uh, yeah, hopefully um, things could get back to normal. I, I'm not sure. There was talks of hopefully going back to Sh- Shanghai, mm. um, maybe September, mm. but I think that's obviously a slim possibility now. But uh, mm. one of the other tournaments, Thailand, uh, the Six Red World Championship. That's that's not on due to COVID. Mm. So um, yeah, we'll have to now just wait and see how things how things pan out. Yeah. Now, just finally, and you've preempted sort of my final question there a bit. But after the oddest year, um, you know, have you got any idea how, when, and where snooker will get underway for next season? And and, and crucially, when when you might be in competitive action again? I mean, is this likely to be? tournaments as we understand them and the venues or have you, have you had any kind of indication as to how, you know how it will sort of play out when it gets going again um no not really no. say the 4th of july yeah um that's obviously the date we got mm. as i say as, as again like a championship league format um most probably be in milton Keynes. Yeah. i don't know uh everything's obviously to be confirmed yeah so uh yeah just obviously just gotta wait and see you've got the q school Obviously, the players coming on the tour next, uh, and I reckon as soon as that's finished, all the entry forms have come out. So, mm, yeah, we'll keep an eye. Stu, that's great. Uh, congratulations on a on a brilliant tournament. Um, you know, all, all of us who watch you and, and support you, sort of thing, really enjoyed it. And and um, you know, I know you're going to be disappointed with, with how it concluded, but I think overall, stepping back, it was um, it was brilliant. So yeah, we really enjoyed that. So um, again, it only remains for me to say thank you very much for your time today, and of course, I hope you enjoy a well earned break this spring. Brilliant, thanks, James. Just one last thing, just yeah. like to say thanks to like my sponsors. Uh, obviously Q Creator uh, Swiss Watches obviously for the World Championships and uh, my lovely suits from uh, Harrison Z yeah you uh, look good in them mate day. you did you look very Swiss I like that grey it was uh, it was nice kit wasn't it yeah loved it uh, he's absolutely a top guy and he's, he's obviously trying to get involved in into some of the tournaments to do sort of either some shirts or some waistcoats for the players good so um, yeah he's obviously really keen and uh Lucky to have him, I think. Absolutely. Again, I, we left the link on the last episode we did, but I will, um, I will dig up the link again and add it to the show notes. Um, but I will let you get on, mate. Um, enjoy your uh, shopping day today, and I'll speak to you again soon. Lovely. Thanks, James. Cheers.